top of the The victory is yours Lift up the Lord Lift up the Lord Lift up the Lord The victory is yours There is nothing that can stop you. There is nothing that can hold you. And there is nothing that can change what you've done. My God already And there is nothing that can stop you Lord, there is nothing that can hold you And there is nothing that can change what you've done My God already won So we lift high the
So the whole world knows. Lift up your hands. So the whole world knows. Victory is yours. So the whole world knows. 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 Victory is yours. You. Christ. So we worship a God of victory. And we thank you that you've ordained for your people to be a royal people. So Father, we thank you for this day. Let every ear be a listening ear and every heart be good ground to receive the Father's word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. We're going to go ahead and we're just going to receive the offering. Usually Kathy teaches, but if the ushers had wait upon the people, then I want to uh, <clears throat> share with you some of uh, just a few things. Number one, you need to understand within the church as a whole, there's a remnant. And you hear that word if you're listening at all with your spiritual ears. The, the, the remnant church is rising up right now. And I've always been a part of the remnant. You know, I don't like religion. I love Jesus. I don't like men's traditions. I, I go for doctrine, proper doctrine. And so I want you to know, we're living in the most exciting... Go ahead, ushers. Exciting time. This is the most exciting time in history. The most important election, I believe. And so, as, as the remnant church, don't put your tail between your legs and concede. You have to press in. If you're a warrior, a spiritual warrior, you're going to be on your knees praying and declaring and decreeing a thing right now. Amen? I believe that with all my heart. So, just do me a favor. Don't listen to all the social media unless, unless you listen to the right voices that are speaking in this hour. Because the world's speaking fear and lies. Amen? Listen to the truth. Because it's the truth that sets you free. It's the Word of God that will keep you free. So you're not deceived in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. If you have your Bibles, you can open to 2 Timothy. We're not going to go there right away, but we'll get there eventually. About a month ago, I told you that I believed that we were in a spiritual battle of the bulge right now. I've always been a history buff. I really like World War II history because my dad was there. I want to bring just a couple things into perspective today. Concerning the Battle of the Bulge, the Allies were focused on offensive preparations. There was heavy fog that grounded our air reconnaissance, and the buildup of the German forces had not been detected 
the Allies missed several warnings. Germany had 250,000 forces that fought in the Battle of the Bulge. The Allies had 80,000. Germany used 50,000 horses in addition to 600 tanks. The U.S. had 240 tanks. The earth shook and the sound was deafening when all the tanks started to roll. It was unimaginable. Germany began to attack on December 16th, and it wasn't ended until they withdrew on January 25th. There were German commandos that infiltrated the Allied lines wearing U.S. uniforms, much like Fox News, Mitt Romney, and Jeb Bush today. You've got to understand we're fighting, the, the battle we're fighting is against godliness and ungodliness. And there's some forces that are lined up with ungodliness and we're not going to stand with them. On December 21st, the 101st Airborne, if you watch the miniseries Band of Brothers, if you've never seen it, I would encourage you to watch that. The December 21st, the 101st Airborne became surrounded and pinned down in Bastogne. On December 22nd, Major General McAuliffe was asked to surrender. His reply was nuts. The Germans didn't understand what he meant because that was American vernacular. So he gave a further explanation. Go to hell. (laughs) And you know, we get so, so disturbed if somebody says go to hell. But you know what? You've got to speak where they understand it. You've got to speak the truth. During this time, the Germans murdered 72 captured American soldiers at Malmedy, just one of the many atrocities. My mom and dad wrote an account just so that our family would have it and understand and never forget. And I'm going to read a portion of it to you. It's brief. D-Day was June 6, 1944. On July 4th, the 35th Division boarded their ships and started across the English Channel. On July 6th, which was D-Day plus 30, they landed at Normandy. There was so much fighting still going on that month later. There were so many casualties and exhausted and suffering people. It was a month later that my dad was pulled off of his weapons carrier and had to become an ambulance driver from there on. On July 10th, they advanced to the Vire River west of St. Lowe. They still were encountering much fighting. In August, they were assigned to General Patton's Third Army. They fought throughout France, cleared the enemy at the Gramercy Forest. While in this area, they came upon the chateau where the German women lived that were supposed to produce Hitler's super race. On Thanksgiving Day, November 23rd, they ate their Thanksgiving dinner sitting on a pile of manure in the rain. 
On December 21st, after 121 days of almost constant frontline action, they were temporarily relieved. It isn't written down, but my dad said that he went through 30 days where he never had time to change his underwear. On December 26th, they were pulled back into action and began to move into the Battle of the Bulge at Bastogne. Patton's army began a counterattack to help McAuliffe in the 101st Division because they would not concede. My dad drove his ambulance for nearly 32 hours in terrible conditions. He had to, when he drove at night, he had, there was a little white dot on the back of each vehicle. They couldn't drive with their lights on. They had to follow that little white dot. During the 32-hour period from December 26th to 27th, 30, the 35th moved 85 miles through France, Belgium, Luxembourg, in sub-zero cold, knee-deep snow. On the 27th, they attacked across the Sur River into the belly of the bulge. The next day, they were one of the first units to break through the Nazi defense northeast of Bastogne and help reach the stranded 101st. I've told you this before, but my dad could never eat mushy green food after that because of the multiple soldiers that he hauled out that had gangrene. It's been less than a week since this election. We're still at home, eating our good food, sleeping in our warm beds. We think that enduring long-suffering, most people in Nebraska think that long-suffering is coming to the realization that the Nebraska football team will probably have a losing season again this year. We think the American church, so many in the American church think that enduring hardship is going to the grocery store and having to come within five and a half feet with a person that doesn't have a mask on. We need to toughen up. The U.S., suffered 75,000 casualties, 20,000 gave their lives, but the Germans lost 120,000. We are fighting a spiritual battle. Thank God we're not having to fight that battle in the physical. But the reason they had to fight that battle in the physical was because the church laid down and died in Europe. We've had this book out there. If you don't understand what it was like, Get this book and read it from the account of a Christian woman that lived through it. She stood and fought. We get this false doctrine that we have to submit to authorities above us. You do not submit to ungodliness. Read about her 90-year-old man of God father. He didn't submit. He gave his life for the right cause. Jeremiah Johnson says, now is the time to stand and fight, not to run and hide. He made this statement several months ago. When principles that run against our deepest convictions begin to win the day, 
then battle is our calling and peace has become sin. You must, at the price of dearest peace, lay your convictions bare before friend and enemy with all the fire of your faith. See, what we're fighting is an enemy. And they fought. My dad and his dad and your ancestors fought to save a generation. We're fighting to save a generation right now. Because this younger generation is not, it's going to be extremely difficult for them to withstand the lies and the subversion and, and the brainwashing that the social media and the media and the wrong doctrines and the false prophets are putting out there. We should be thankful that we're just fighting spiritually. We need to realize, and you need to realize if you're here in this church, Lord, help us not to submit to ungodliness. Lord, help us not to concede to the lies and the truth and the tyranny and the ungodliness. Lord, help us. Now, that's serious and you're quiet. I believe that we win. But I'm saying we can't take it lightly. You've been waiting for a move of God. We're in it right now. We can't go back. back. The church in America is never going to be the same as it was in February and March. I don't want it to be the same. We're called, we're equipped, we're anointed, and we're not going to give in. And if you're a quitter, if you're a coward, you know, Gideon's army had 20,000. God sent 10,000 of them home because he said they were afraid. He still loved them, but it was the remnant of 300 that went out and won the battle. We win the battle by speaking the word of God, by praying, petitioning God, by standing in agreement. Loose lips sink ships. We need to be in agreement with the true prophets, not the false prophets, not the liars, not the corruptors, not the deceivers, not the cowards that are ready to throw in the towel and concede. I'm not there. I'm not one of them, and Lord help me never to be. No, I married her. I mean, we fight once in a while, but she wins. I want to play this. It's 18 minutes long. This is very encouraging. This is Mario Morello, great evangelist. He's probably in his 70s, being interviewed by Sid Roth. And thanks, Beth. We got that through Beth. I don't know where she got it, but um, this will will bless you. I want you to leave blessed today. Amen. Go ahead. Hello, Sid Roth here with my friend Mario Murillo, and you did it to me. I called him on the phone this morning, and he said, "Sid, you're on speaker." 
I'm speaking to a large number of young people, and I said, oh, that's music to my ears. It'd even be better if they weren't believers. You have to understand, I'm an evangelist. So are you, Mario. (laughs) But uh, I didn't miss a beat, did I? (laughs) No, you were right there. It was wonderful. They all clapped real loud when you started speaking. I, I heard that. Thank you for coaching them. No, I'm teasing. No. <laughs> hey, Mario, uh, I said something to you. I'm going to repeat it. Uh, I did a, a, a video that was up yesterday. And, and, the, and the video in less than a day is, is what, a million and a half views, which is, wow. I mean, it's crazy. The one I did before, four million views. Um, and, but the one I just did, uh, that will probably go about five or 6 million, um, was, um, uh, the, the thing that disturbed me were the responses. And that's when, that's when I spoke with you and I knew I had to get you on, a, uh, on, on, um, social media as a result of that people, I, it was hard to believe Believers wrote into me and said, because of everything going on, I've lost my faith. I'm discouraged. Uh, I'm depressed. I'm terrified. Now, I can see the world talking that way. Right. But when believers talk that way, it's like I'm not wired that way to, to even understand. Because to me, the the. You know, I used to be a basketball fan before this got so political. (laughs) And uh, as a basketball fan, years ago, uh, there was a coach that had a famous saying, it's not over until the fat lady sings. The right. fat lady in the opera, she sings right. an hour, you know, the, the end of it, and that's what he was referring to. And I'm saying to everyone that's viewing us right now, it's not over until no. God has the last word, until God sings. Uh, so, so, Mario, uh, there's a scripture I want you to comment on. Yes, sir. Uh, it's found in Amos chapter 3, verse 7. Surely the Lord God does nothing, nothing, without revealing his purpose to his servants, the prophets. And I have been interviewing prophet after prophet that I trust that has been saying without blinking an eye, Donald Trump will have two terms. President Trump is going to win. And you know what? (laughs) The way God built me, when I hear a word from God, you can't get me off of that. That's right. Now, if I hear a word from myself, then I'll, I'll, I'll be double-minded. But if I hear a word from God, there's nothing you can do to talk me out of it. I don't relate to Christians that can't just go on God's word. I mean, it doesn't just say in the Bible, uh, uh, when I come back to earth, will I find faith there? And um, what is going on? Well, here's what's going on. When Jesus went to the cross, the disciples, though they had heard for years that he would be crucified, assumed 
that he was going to take over the Roman Empire, take over the government of Jerusalem and be crowned king of Israel. The cross, even though he had told them again and again and again, even had to remind them after he rose from the dead that they didn't believe what he said. They were devastated. If Trump had won, you see, it's not just prophets that are saying he's going to have a second term, Sid. They're experts saying it. They're people that have reliable track records that are saying, look, you need to understand what's going on here. This thing is not over. This thing has not been decided. There are many, many votes that have been hidden, that are being found. There's stuff going on that we're, that we're going to talk about. But one of the things is that they didn't understand that the cross was necessary and the resurrection was necessary. We dodged a bullet, ladies and gentlemen. We dodged a bullet. The Democrat plan, big tech's plan, the liberal media's plan was to uproot the American system and put another system in place. That monster would have still been there if it was kept underground through a Trump victory. This forcing it into the court is causing an investigation to uncover corruption that we never imagined. They, this is a moment of God's reprieve and mercy on the United States. And I think we're going to understand later, you know, the day of the election said, I woke up and the Holy Spirit said, something's going to happen tonight that you're not ready for. I said, Lord, what is it? It's not going to turn out like you think. And when you do see it, don't be shaken because there's going to be a surprise. And to me, a portion of the surprise at this moment is that we have uncovered a layer of corruption that is beyond anything we could have imagined. You know, people say, is there voter fraud? Well, let me ask a question. Rather than to level the accusation, let me ask a question. When city after city barricaded Republican pollsters from going in and observing the vote, what does that tell you? If The whole was- world realizes there's fraud involved. Yes, And that's why I think it's essential right now for the child of God, not only to not lose heart, but to realize in in a very real sense, November 5th is the perfect day for us. November 5th in England is the celebration of when conspiracies were uncovered. Isn't that a God coincidence? (laughs) It it can't be a coincidence. And November 5th, they even have a poem. Remember, remember the 5th of November when explosives were placed under Parliament in 1605 to destroy the the liberty of England. How is that not a parallel? Even the movie Vendetta, which was a movie that referenced November, the 5th of November. It's revolutionary. They're talking about it. And look what's happening. The hand of God is exposing his enemy, exposing the, the nearest that we have come since the Civil War to losing our freedom, ladies and gentlemen. But instead, God has thrown this election into the courts so that corruption could be exposed. And for your children and your grandchildren, this is a great mercy. It is not a defeat. And, and you told me two things before we went live, uh, and, and that was uh, about the Virginia which we thought for sure Trump was going to win in the early yeah. stages uh, and, yeah. and, and the watermark. But I'll let you explain those things. 
First of all, they, uh, I got a report that they found 100,000 Trump votes in Virginia that they didn't know anything about. They hadn't been counted. Second of all, I have an acquaintance in the Department of Defense, and I can't tell you who he is or what. But he told me, he sent me a text. He said, I believe that before December, Trump will be announced as the winner because the Homeland Security put watermarks on the valid ballots, something that the left did not know anything about. Our president is a genius. And uh, I have a feeling that we're going to see a surprise. Now, how much of this is going to totally materialize? I'm not going to go on record, but I will go on record as telling all of you, the hand of God is in this situation. And there is no cause for discouragement or fear or giving up. And one of the reasons that they're giving up, Sid, is because the prophets are the ones who are convinced. But when you hear a word from the Lord, you have to take it upon yourself to believe that word. It is not enough for you to hear a prophet say something. When you know, you go in the Bible, you check it to see if it's scriptural, you pray over it, you absorb it. And what did Jehoshaphat tell the people? He said, believe God's prophets, so shall you prosper. Now, why is that admonition needed? If, if prophecies are automatically fulfilled, if they're automatic and without any kind of labor on our part, in, in Daniel chapter 9, the prophet Daniel added up the years and saw that 70 years were up when Jeremiah said they would go back. And what did he do? He set himself to fasting and praying. He didn't wring his hands and say, why didn't Cyrus let us go? Why haven't we seen the fulfillment of this? How could this have happened? We're still in bondage. Instead, he set himself to say, I enforce in the name of Jesus, the word of the Lord. This is an hour for the entire body of Christ to get over itself. Get over your self-pity and your fear and your confusion and say, God has given us the opportunity to uncover the, the biggest spider web of corruption in, since the Civil War. We have a moment that is truly supernatural. Look at all the seats we've won, even in this corrupt vote, the seats we've won of women that are going to the House of Representatives that are, are pro-life women. It's an amazing moment. We've got but, but it's the work. fat lady hasn't sung yet. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Much better. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, uh, probably one of the sharpest prophets I know it keeps calling me and telling me I keep hearing only one word about President Trump. And the word that God keeps speaking to me is vindicated. 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 Yeah. I get excited when I say that, Mario. <laughs> you know, if the, and here's the other part that you, you look at God, how he puts the pieces together. You, you know, Amy Coney Barrett was one of the lead attorneys in Florida in the year 2000 during huh. the Shed. I didn't know that. <laughs> he was there in Florida. That was one of her cases. She already understands voter fraud. She understands this. And she's in the Supreme Court under the wire. This is a monster movie, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to see the glory of God fall on the United States. I have no doubt of it. You know, I just finished a tent crusade in one of the hardest cities in California, Fresno. The, the young people are so hungry for Jesus that we prayed in six nights with nearly 1,000 souls to be saved. 
The first night, 300 were born again. We were on the streets. There was a cloud of God's glory in California. And the nation is getting ready for revival. And I think, I think right now the devil would love it. The devil would love it if you would believe a lie. But let me tell you how to torment Satan right now. You get up, you believe the word of God, you shake off your fear, you shake off your doubt. You say, I know that God has got his hand on my nation. These crowds that Trump had, 35,000, 45,000 in small towns in rural America, that's an army. That's not going to go away, folks. That's not going to dissipate overnight. That's turning into something. I said in, in March, I said before this year is over, Trump rallies are going to look like revival meetings. And the more he talked, the more Christ came up in prayer and love of God and love of country. And people are resonating around that right now. And I, I just I just see that we can have a moment of total defiance against evil. On November the 5th, the day in English history where twice two major conspiracies, one in 1605, the other in 1655, where the, the religious freedom was protected by a battle that was won. That's today, November the 5th. It's all the corruption is being unleashed. I never thought we'd have a British holiday in America, but I really see it right now. This is an amazing moment. Well, I'm going to say something even more outrageous than I've been known to say. (laughs) I absolutely believe that President Trump will be reelected. Yes. However, if he, this is the point I want to make. If I missed it and he isn't reelected, I don't believe I have. But if I missed it, number one, I would repent publicly. And number two, it I wouldn't miss a beat no. because my faith is not in President yes. Trump. My faith is in God. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 the way my brain is wired. I mean, you know, I can make a mistake. I'm not God, but God can't make a mistake. Yes, you've got to preach that, Sid. You've got to preach that. That is the word of the hour. That's that God is calling us through this to wake up to a new level of dependency on God. You know, where we are is the four, the three Hebrew children stood before the king and the king said, is your God able to save you from the fiery furnace? And their answer was, yes, he is able. But even if he doesn't, we are not going to yeah. worship your idol. So no matter what happens in the next few days, our determination has got to be that we are not going to bow to the, the idol of fear. We're not going to bow to confusion. We're not going to give up. Our churches are still going to grow. Our ministries will still be blessed. People will still be wanting to get saved. And God will simply find a way. But I do, like you, I do believe he is going to be in for the next four years. And uh, and I'm just waiting and I'm excited. But I think that we can rejoice right now, even before the victory. I think that's the secret of this moment is that Jehoshaphat was, it wasn't God that told Jehoshaphat to do it, by the way. A lot of people read that verse wrong. Jehoshaphat's the one who said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to put the praisers out in front. The only part of the prophecy that God said is, go out there tomorrow, stand still and see the salvation of God. So then Jehoshaphat took it a step further. 
why don't we put the worship team in the front of our army? Because we're so convinced we're not going to face any combat at all. We're just going to be spectators. We might as well rejoice. And I think that's the word of the Lord in this video. We might as well rejoice. We might as well make the devil tormented by saying, no, we are full of the spirit of God. We know God is in control. The best is yet to come. This is a speed bump. It's not a wall. And the Holy Spirit's going to give us great miracles. Well, you you know, that would be a good place to end. But I can't end with that (laughs) because I know something. Just like I I know it, that I know it, that I know it. I know the culmination of all things are upon us and the glory of God that's about ready to hit Planet, not just the United States, but planet Earth will be a greater glory than the world has ever witnessed, greater than the apostles ever yes. saw. Uh, greater miracles will be at a greater level. I know this is heretical, but it's, my Bible says it at a greater level than Jesus, who said, you, you will do the same works I have done and even greater. And there are many people that have given up. They think the ship is sinking. No, no, no. With God, all things are possible. God has a plan. And all you have to do is get close to God and let him run interference for you. And God isn't political, but God has his leaders. And President Trump is God's leader for the United States to bless Israel and bless the whole world. Wow. Mario, thank you so much. God bless you, Sid. Amen. Turn the lights on, would you please? What do you think? What part of the church are you of? I'm part of the remnant church. I'm part of the church that's going to fight. I hope you are. Amen. Let's stand to our feet this morning. I know we had a lot of visitors today, and I think our people get nervous. Oh, pastor, don't say this and don't say that. That, 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 that. That never stopped me. My neighbors, well, at least those two know me for sure. It's an exciting time to be alive. Father, I pray today for your people, the remnant church. At least those that that are here today that desire to be a part of the remnant church. I thank you that you empower us in the days ahead by your spirit. That Lord God, we will stand. We will not compromise. But we will stand on your word. Believe your word. Believe what the prophets are saying in this hour. And truly prosper. Father, I pray as the people go, even this week, Lord God, you turn their hearts in the direction that they need to go. Let their speech be with grace, seasoned with salt, as they come across those that are doubting, those that are in fear, those that are discouraged. Father, I thank you that this this people, this body will speak an encouraging word. And so, Father, you've not given your people a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound disciplined mind. So Lord God, we thank you that you're a God of mercy. And we declare and decree God's mercy over President Trump and the White House. We declare and decree your mercy over your church in this hour. 
And so, Father, we thank you, Lord, for the good things that are coming. And we celebrate in advance, Father, all that you've done, all that you're doing now, and all that you're going to do in the days ahead. For you are a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And all God's people shouted. And all God's people really shouted and meant it. Amen, amen, amen. Well, I'm encouraged. Amen. And uh, listening to my wife, I just want to get in a tank. No. <laughs> well, I hope you were blessed. Anything else? Prayer this week. And um, what's that? Monday and Wednesday. And uh, just so that those of you who are visiting, come maybe come from a different we were raised Methodist. My mother was a Lutheran. When I got involved in the charismatic movement, I really made her smoke her cigarettes. This is a full gospel church. We speak in tongues. We're not ashamed of being filled with the Spirit of God. See, that's what's going to happen in the days ahead. There's a line drawn in the sand. You're going to have to be Spirit-filled in the days ahead and speak in other tongues. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. There's something, besides being born again, you know, you can drive a Chevy or you can drive a Cadillac. I want everything God has for me. And you're going to need every spiritual tool at your disposal in the days ahead. If you're going to stand, not only stand, but advance God's kingdom. Amen. Well, I got a weak amen. All you nervous people can leave now. No. Go have a good week. God bless you. Thank you.